everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Fraggle Hole podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch a Muppet Family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And I am your Christmas gift special guest, Joe Hennis. Hello. Aww. And today we're watching minutes 31 and 32 of A Muppet Family Christmas, in which Doc heads out to look for Piggy and Kermit and Robin find a fraggle hole. We pick up here with Doc responding to Kermit's comment that he has never met Miss Piggy with, well, we never met any of you on a little while ago, and now we're friends. No, I, I have that right, don't I? He says we never met any of you on a little while ago. Correct. And I was wondering, is that is that a Canadian expression? That's what I wondered too. So I reached out to our our uh, you know good Canadian friend Grant Harding, our Canadian consultant, multiple time previous podcast guest, and Great. he said, not that I'm aware of, and then followed it up with maybe it's an Irish or old man expression. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's specifically a, an Irish Canadian old man. Wait, where where is Grant from? Is he from Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. Same as same as where Fraggle Rock was shot and where this was shot. I don't know where Jerry Parks is from, but I mean, we should have asked Louis Perlman as well, or another Tough Pigs writer who is from Calgary. So maybe this is oh, more right, of like a, like yeah. a West Canada thing. Wow. I tend to forget that uh, Louis Canadian. Yes, because yes. he lives in the United States of America. Well. Right, that's the, the difference, is Louis does not live in Canada currently. Right, so yes. We still think of Grant as being a, a great white north guy. Right. right. <laughs> Louis is more of um, a going to visit his parents in the great white north kind of guy. Right. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah, he says, uh, Sprocky and I were going to spend Christmas alone, but this is better. And thus, Doc's character arc in the special is complete. He is now completely on board. He considers himself like a part of the Muppet family. So nice. I um, love the story arc that Doc goes through in the background of the special where he shows up. And he's like, I wanted a quiet Christmas, just me and my dog. And his <laughs> little hair flop going over his face. And yeah, and yeah. now he's just like, oh, like, I love you guys so much. I'm going to go out in a winter storm. In the worst storm yeah, we've ever seen. Pig? That I've never met. Yeah. But you know what? It, it actually would be really fun to spend Christmas with a house full of Muppets. I think that could, you know, that could warm anybody's heart. Mm -hmm. uh, so he asks Kermit what his friend looks like. And Kermit says, well, uh, to begin with, uh, she's a pig. And Doc completely matter-of-factly replies, well, up to a short while ago, I would have thought that strange. And then he yeah. just <laughs> turns to leave, <laughs> which... Jerry Parks is kind of, by default, the straight man in this special because he's surrounded by Muppets, but... He he does get a few decent laughs too. Yeah, like, that's that's a good that's, line. That's a good line. That's a good line. Yeah. yeah. That's that's Doc's the heck you say. Right. Yeah, right, yeah right. exactly. Doc easily could have so pulled out has... a, a the heck you say and we would have been like, oh, yeah. th that that classic running gag from Muppet Family Christmas, the heck you say. Yeah, yeah right, that would have right. worked for Doc. Yeah. Uh he opens the door to head out and the snowman pops his head in and says, "You'll be sorry. It's cold enough to freeze your Winnebago." Yeah, that's And so good. Doc Doc kind of chuckles like he's appreciating the callback to his earlier line in the special. I, uh, I, I also appreciate the fact that the snowman is actually seen on the back porch where Fozzie left him. Yeah, that's nice, where he's... Nice said. little bit of continuity there. Continuity, wow. Love it. So, you love to see it. 
Then Robin calls Kermit from the cellar. He's made a discovery. But before that, as Doc walks away, Kermit says, what a sweet guy. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Which is great. Very nice. He, he is a sweet guy. He's, do, you he think, really do you think years later, Kermit's sitting around going, hey, Doc was such a sweet guy. I should call him. Yeah, uh, I, yeah hope so. I hope they exchange numbers. Yeah, yeah. I hope, nice. I hope they met up for brunch every once in a while. Yeah, whenever this. he's in town, Kermit's in, visiting in Toronto. It's like I'll just let's call my buddy or, wherever this is, or, or the desert. Yeah, he moves out west. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, yes. Dude, that's Fraggle Rock continuity. Uh, yeah, love to see it. That continuity. <laughs> <laughs> Robin asks Kermit, "Remember telling me about Fraggle holes?" Kermit says. Uh, yeah, so, Robin says, and how if I ever found one that we could go into Fraggle Rock and maybe meet some Fraggles? There's kind of a pause, and Kermit says, uh, uh so? so? Does it feel like there's a line missing here or something? Yes! It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the weirdest line delivery Jim Henson ever had as Kermit, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, this whole special is so tightly scripted, and then Kermit's up here, like, stretching out his lines, as though he's a seventh grader who forgot to research his presentation that he's giving today. Right. Well, cause yeah, the one line is, uh, yeah. So, and then the next line he says, uh, so <laughs> that's so weird. That's so we, t- we talk about quoting this special. Roz says that all the time, by the way, <laughs> like independently of context, I'll say something and she'll just be like, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so here's my theory about why Kermit's being so weird in this scene. <laughs> Uh, I think at some point he was telling Robin about Fraggle Holes, about this mythical thing called Fraggle Holes. And Robin was like, hey, if we find a Fraggle Hole, can we go inside? Can we explore the cave? Can we go meet some weird creatures? And Kermit's like, that would be totally unsafe, but like they're not real anyway. So I'm just going to say yes. And so this is like Robin being like, hey, I found a snipe. Can we go kill it? And Kermit's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I promised that that we could but i didn't think the snipes exist so remember when you told me we could kill snipes uh so so, uh, yeah so like if kermit could actually put his finger in his collar and stretch it out i feel like that's what he'd be doing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i guess or maybe maybe he knows that fraggles are real and for some reason he's been sworn to secrecy like now he's worried that that robin thinks that this is a fraggle hole because he's like i'm gonna like, I wasn't supposed to tell anybody mm. about this, so he's, well, he's in what, nervous about it. In what context do we think Kermit told Robin about Fraggle Holes? Uh, like, I wrote an entire article <laughs> on toughpigs.com positing the theory that, that the Muppet Theater is a conduit to a Fraggle Hole. And, yeah, I remember uh, that. that. I read that right? one. Yeah, I won't go into all the details of like why my theory makes sense, but it does. And so my It's like the Nexus of All Realities swamp in the Marvel universe. Uh sure, says a guy who doesn't know what that is. Um I I, know. I think that there was a fraggle hole in the basement of the Muppet Theater, and Kermit is well aware of what fraggles are, what fraggle holes are, et cetera, et cetera. And um but I, I love the idea that like the Kermit also knows that this has to be a secret because Fraggles don't want, you know, like they're kind of afraid of the outside world of, of outer space. And like, they don't know, they don't understand all this stuff. You know, I can see him like, yeah, kind of confiding in Robin, but like also putting it in the context of like, oh, this is like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Then like for Robin to actually find one, because like they're obviously really rare. 
you know? Like, Kermit probably never expected Robin to yeah, find Yeah, this him. is the first one Robin has ever found. That's right. Right, and also supporting your theory is that Kermit totally does a double take when he sees He does. He's, he seems like, oh, what? Yeah, so maybe, like, oh, there's one here? Yeah. Yeah, at Fozzie's mom's basement. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that, so that's the next thing is, do we think Fozzie's ma is aware that this hole in the wall in her basement leads to, like, a magical world of fraggles and doozers? And, and if she kept going, that she would find the Gorg's garden. Love to imagine Fozzie's mom meeting the trash heap, by the way. So I hope so. That would be great. <laughs> ah, so yeah, it's too bad the trash heap's not in this. <laughs> I understand totally why the Gorgs, like, that would be impossible for the Gorgs to be in this, but... They didn't get one been fun doozer to see the, in this A doozer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and I guess we can get into this in a minute once we actually get into Fraggle Rock, but... I don't think that's a set. Like, I think they must have already broken down all the sets. No, yeah. So, right. So they do. So Kermit says that they can go in just a little ways into this fraggle hole. And then, yes, here we are in this uh, lovely cave. Um, the lighting changes at this point, which it's it's a really nice. Yeah, yeah go can ahead. I just say like, it's actually about the lighting. So, like, mm-hmm. it makes you wonder when Kermit and Robin see this giant hole in, in the foundation of this house. That they, right. by the way, that's a really big hole, and there's a lot of people in that house. Like this, and it seems like it's a load-bearing wall. Like this whole house <laughs> is coming down one way or another. In any case, um, especially with so many people inside. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. It's a lot of weight up there. So, um, what is it about them seeing this hole that makes them instantly realize this is a special hole and not just a hole in the wall? This is not just giant rats. And uh, the obvious answer is that there's these glowing lights kind of coming out. That are the same lights yes. that you see when you go into Fraggle Rock that are kind of like shining on on the rocks, like these these really pretty blues and purples. I don't know, like there's like this weird aura about a Fraggle hole that yeah. makes it different from a regular hole that I've never really thought and about. And maybe that. this is a little Yeah, and maybe this is a little bit too fairy tale, but maybe there's something about Robin being a child and like his his childlike wonder guided him to it. I don't know. Maybe maybe kids can find Fraggle holes easier than adults can. It took Doc long enough to to realize the fraggles were real. Yeah. So this is just like lock and key. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That that's a comic book, kids. That is a comic book and also a Netflix series, which is not as good as the comic book, but still pretty good. Well, what is good as a as but a read comic the comic book. first. Nothing's as good as a comic book. Um, no, nothing is. It's true. <laughs> I've never read it or seen it, so. Yeah. Well, you should start with the comic. It's pretty good, Anthony. Yes. All right, so I'll put it on the list. It is. It probably is on the list. There, there's an episode where uh, one of the in the in the Netflix series uh, where one of the kids is watching uh, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. So you know, oh, I heard <laughs> yeah, about that. You told me that. A little, little bit of synergy there. A little bit. That's yeah. bringing it back to Muppets. Synergy you know? for a canceled show. That's right. <laughs> it was good though. Great, thanks. It was a good show. Age of Resistance. Yeah, people should still watch it. Yeah, yeah, they should watch Age of Resistance, and Netflix should change their mind and renew it for a second season yeah those puppets haven't aged they could do it like yeah they could do it they could do it in 12 years and everyone would still look this i heard the puppets kind of <laughs> they started gaining weight because they're not working so much and it's a pandemic they're not exercising <laughs> in the pandemic yeah. They, yeah they let themselves go a little exactly, bit exactly yeah yeah the skexies were making a lot of uh homemade sourdough <laughs> <laughs> the mystics got really into sea chanties it was weird <laughs> <laughs> Soon will the Wellerman come. <laughs> what is this podcast about? Hup was eating things with his spoon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, it, it totally becomes Fraggle Rock. The lighting changes. We hear the familiar like c- like cave water dripping sound from the show. Um, there's this music that kind of is like this like g- going into the place that evokes a sense of wonder. Yeah, like like Anthony alluded to, I don't think this is a a piece of the Fraggle Rock set from the actual production. It's definitely not one that's familiar from the show, like the Great Hall or Gobo and Wembley's room. I think they probably just made this one little set that looks like Fraggle Rock. Yeah, because like I said, all you need is like some like walls that kind of look like rocks and then to shine blue and purple light on it. And then it's instantly recognizable as Fraggle Rock. Yeah, it looks good. You were talking about the, the like the, the aura of si- sound that's kind of in the background. And like as they walk in, mm-hmm. Robin says something like, oh, it's kind of scary in here. And I feel like the other thing about Fraggle Rock is, is like Anthony said before, it's like the Muppets go from like this fun world into like, oh, there's a little bit of existential dread in this room. It's like, it must be Fraggle Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how you know. That's how you know. Every emotion is felt deeper or everything that happens is an opportunity for some like really deep life lesson. Well, and like the actual risk of like, oh, we might die because... <laughs> they're they're afraid of death on Fraggle Rock, and they are not afraid of death right. on the Muppet Show or Sesame Street. Um, yeah. yeah, well, like there, are, you know, some because we listen to Fraggle Rock song. I think I've told you guys this. Miles wants me to sing Dixie Whalen, great as a lullaby all the time, which is a song with a lot of death in it. Yeah, it's a funeral and, dirge. Yeah, it's a funeral dirge, and he wants me to sing Terrible Tunnel all the time as a lullaby. That I think we've talked about that before, possibly on the podcast. I can't believe that because Terrible Tunnel scared the crap out of me when I was Miles' age. He loves it, and he's And older. At the end, Miles always goes, All ye fwaggles blubbo, for he'll not be home again. (laughs) Every time, like, so excitedly. And so, like, but but my point is, those songs and, and others just remind me, like, how much they really do, like, how much existential dread there actually is on that show. It's, it's like, because when you think about that show, I don't think you think of it as being, like, o- overwhelmingly bleak. Like, it's not The Wire. No, the tone of it isn't, like, everything is heavy and terrible and death is coming for you. It's just, it's, you know, when we think about the show, yeah, it's Fraggles singing and dancing and right, but like, you, but then you fun still, things like, happening. To name yet another example, you've got Gobo saying, I know that no one's made of steel. I sometimes think that nothing's real. Like, that's just a line from a Fraggle Rock song. Yeah. And then he looks directly at the viewer through the camera and, like, reaches out to touch you. And then... And then you feel you cold real? suddenly, like like you can see your own breath. It's really scary how that how they do that. I don't know. Yeah, that's I, Muppet Magic. Wait, that you know? happened to you, too? I thought that only happened to me it's when just, I watched that episode. You know, Jim Henson was a genius. You know, like, I don't know how... He was yeah. just ahead of his time. So innovative. Gobo is Animal Man. All right. Yeah. Mm, should we explain that reference? Go Google Animal Man Grant Morrison if you want to know Go, more about Comics that. are great, that everybody. A, comics are great. That is a reference yeah. we've also made on this podcast before. Because uh, yeah, I remember we have, our, haven't we? Our guest was Jess Evans, and she was incredulous that you and I both thought of Animal Man like for the same yeah. thing. It was like someone looking <laughs> at the camera in one of the movies. Hi, Jess. Right, right. Jess, who's definitely listening. <laughs> Hi, Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi, Jess. Yeah. yeah. We love Jess. Of course. Yeah, uh, so Kermit and Robin are speculating about whether this is Fraggle Rock. And then we see Boober peeking out from behind a rock in the background. And Wembley is 
pokes his head out too, and then Kermit uh, turns a corner, and suddenly he's face to face with Red, and then he turns around, and there's Gobo, and then Moki comes up and joins the crowd. They're all there. Right, right before that happens, Kermit says, "If I were a Fraggle, I think this is the kind of place where I'd hang out." Which is a really weird thing to think when you don't really know anything about Fraggle Rock. Well, see, this is why I think Kermit actually does know he must. M- even more than he has let yeah. on to Robin. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I, I love I love the shot of Kermit like looking around the corner and Red is also looking around the corner and they they surprise each other. Yeah, it's great. But then like it's like this moment of like, oh my gosh, and then he freaks out at Gobo behind him, but Gobo is stiff as a board. Like oh, really? Gobo is barely moving. He's just like, Yep. Uh-huh. What are you gonna do about it, frogs? Right. Although like I I kinda like that. It feels very much like Gobo being like, This is my house. Who are you? It it you does. Know what I mean? yeah. like, but like in a meta way, it's like, oh, it's because Jerry Nelson's puppeteering Robin. <laughs> and like the, the other <laughs> right, puppeteer right. yeah, didn't have the guts to like like do anything that Gobo wouldn't do, so he had Dobo, Gobo do nothing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially because all the other characters really are like probably being performed by their original puppeteers here anyway. Yeah. So I, I would imagine it's not so. like they gave Gobo to to you know Dave Goals for this shot. No, Dave was probably busy with Boober. Exactly, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Although, like, really, this is the first time we ever talked about any of these guys on this podcast. Like the the Fraggles, I mean, like you know. They aren't in the. They, none of these guys have been in any of the movies. They weren't in a celebration. Uh, of Traveling years. Matt makes a cameo in uh, in Muppet Caper, which we talked about well, that a little bit. Um, I mean Manhattan. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, but we haven't had an opportunity to talk about them much. But I love the Fraggles. They're the greatest. It's the it's greatest show. TV show ever made. Like, it's they, like for, it's like for real. I can never decide if I like it more or less than the Muppet Show. But there's, there's yeah, there's no loser there. You know, like, no, they're no, both, they're both perfect. And they're very different from each other. Yeah, like yeah. A variety show versus a musical comedy. Adventure program, yeah. Adventure, yeah. So all the Fraggles have gathered around Kermit and Robin. Kermit says, hi there, you're Fraggles. Wembley says, I'll say. <laughs> Red says, but you're not. Wait a minute. He's, he just shouts out, hey, you're Fraggles. He does. Like That's like if you met someone and they were just like, hey, you're a, you're a human. You're a human, yeah. You should do that the next time you meet somebody. I'll say. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So then Red says, but you're not. And Wembley says, I'll say. So when I was a kid, this was I think I've said this already. This was my introduction to these characters. Yeah. Like the, the Fraggle Rock cartoon just was on this same year on another network. It was on NBC. But this is the first time Fraggle Rock has been on American television. You know what I mean? Like these actual puppets on like on network network broadcast television television, yeah hbo did you watch the cartoon no i've i've still never seen an episode of the cartoon yeah i i I just sort of never really saw the point of the the animated series like why not just show fraggle rock on abc or wherever it was yeah i mean it has some talented voice actors in it gobo is townsend coleman and boober is rob paulson so it's like Mm -hmm. ninja turtles right that you know the original series. yeah i mean it's that's cool it's fine but Fraggle Rock is right there. Right. But um, anyways, I what I was going to say is, this was the first time I ever saw these characters, I was certain that I'll say was Wembley's catchphrase. <laughs> right. This special gives you the impression that that's all Wembley ever says. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> that's, that is almost all he says, yeah, in this sequence. So, um, Although, we're, as we will find out soon, his, his real catchphrase is actually... Uh, uh. 
That's true. Which is, which is more accurate? Yeah. So it, it also occurs to me that it must have been so much fun for Jerry Jewell to get to write the Fraggles one more time. Yeah. Because we, we established that this was taped after Fraggle Rock had totally concluded production, right? Must have, must have been, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it must have been... Uh, it must, it must have been fun to write them one more time. Kermit explains to the Fraggles that he and Robin are frogs. Gobo says, what's a frog? And Moki kind of giggles and says, they're frogs. And that is where this clip ends. Well, we have to point out the fact that the Fraggles have seen a frog before. And I understand that they wouldn't recognize Kermit and Robin as frogs oh, yeah. because they saw a real frog in the episode Space Frog Follies. Right, it's right there in the title. Right. right. And they, they address it as a frog, so like they know what a frog is. Yeah. But they also, uh, you know, Kermit doesn't look like a real frog. Like, I get it. I get why they would be confused. So That's true. They don't look much yeah, they alike. Don't, they so don't remind me, in that episode, like... do they immediately know that the frog is a frog, or do they have to figure it out? I, I have to go back and check. I, I, I seem to remember they, they call it a space frog, but... I do have to go back. I, I, I apologize if I'm getting that incorrect because it's been a while since so I've seen it, but that's that's my memory of it. I've only seen that one once too. So, yeah. Well, I don't think the Fraggle Rock people were ever very concerned with like, how, does it make sense for the Fraggles to know certain references and things from outside right. of Fraggle Rock, especially in the songs? As we as thing. we have talked about on the Tough Picks forum many times, but like me, there's references to to taxes, like death and taxes and. Right. Usually it's just death, right? But this isn't a reference yeah. to the outside world. This is a reference to a previous episode of Fraggle Rock. Like, they didn't sing right, about a right. frog. They met a frog. And now they have conveniently forgotten <laughs> right. that they met a frog as they meet these new Unless frogs. this episode takes place before... I mean, this special takes place before that episode. Well, that's a possibility. Doc doesn't know what fraggles are. You know, he he hasn't met them yet, at least. We know that, so... So it definitely takes place after Manny's Land of Carpets. And before Space Frog Follies. Why do you think that this this has to take place after Doc met the Fraggle or before Doc met the Fraggles? No, no, it has to, before he meets the Fraggles. Yeah, why? Because of the the scene where he where all the Muppets come in and he asks Sprocket, "Tell me, are these anything like these Fraggles you ah, keep telling me about?" I'd forgotten about that scene because I because I always think of at the end. This is a spoiler for later, but like at the end when when they're all singing the the big carol sing. And the Fraggles are there, but they're conveniently behind Doc. So, like, yeah, like it's kind of ambiguous of, like, Doc doesn't know they're there. He's not, and Sprocket doesn't see them, you know? There's no, like, oh, hey, it's my friends that I met that yeah. hang, out, hang out with me in the desert. I guess maybe because Fraggle Rock was still in reruns, maybe they just decided not to. Yeah, I don't know. Like, to, to place it at that. I'm not, I'm not going to think about it too hard. <laughs> at that time. It's very much like in Follow That Bird. Follow That Bird came out the summer before the adults saw Snuffy, right? Right. The movie came out in the summer of 85, adults saw Snuffy in November. In the movie, Snuffy only shares scenes with Big Bird, but like there's no adults can't see Snuffy content. And as a kid, I had I had no idea. So I, I feel like they must have designed it so that once he once he became visible, it would be, it would play fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Right, because there are no adults in that scene at all, so there's no, there's right. no way of knowing whether the adults would would see him or not see him. And he sings a trio number with Big Bird and Olivia. They're all in different locations, but yeah. like, when I was a kid, it's just like, yeah, Snuffy and Olivia, they know each other. Who cares? You, yeah, you know it, it works I mean? both ways. Yeah. So we can we can probably cut all that out, but anyways. 
No, it's fascinating. Too bad Snuffy's not in the special. The the only other thing about this scene that I really love, uh, well, not the only thing, but the one thing that I love about this scene is you can really hear Jerry Nelson enunciating the the voices of Robin and and Gobo, so that like because they're so similar, like he's like leaning a little bit more into the Canadian part of Gobo, he's leaning a little bit more into the childlike version of of uh, Robin's voice, so that we can hear like, these are not the same voice, they are very different They do sound different, yeah, Gobo's voice sounds more and I mean, I, I guess we, it's sort of ambiguous what ages the Fraggles are, but Gobo sounds more grown up than Robin Yeah, I mean, I get what you guys are saying, but this isn't going to happen yet, until after it's right before the Frogs leave there's a moment where Gobo says, and that's the way Fraggle Pebbles work. And then Robin says, hey, I love it. And when I listen to this on the just the soundtrack, it absolutely sounds like the same person saying, that's the way Fraggle pe- presents work. I love it. That's the way Fraggle presents work. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I don't know. They don't they don't sound very different. Both characters are excited. He's, I think they yeah, do in but... this in this moment that we're looking at with these two yeah. minutes. I yeah. yes, that's what yes, I'm talking I agree. about. Yeah. Okay. He's using his, you know, his acting skills and vocal skills to different differentiate the characters. Right. Which again, he's the greatest. Yeah. As as far as like vocal versatility among the Muppet performers, I think he's the greatest by far. Yeah. Man of a thousand Muppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's the end of the clip. Any final thoughts on these two minutes? I've said all my thoughts. Very I have good. No more thoughts in my brain. Joe, I believe you are coming back one more time tomorrow. God, I hope so. We'll see you tomorrow. I hope so, too. Yeah. So, listeners, we hope you will also come back tomorrow as we continue to talk about the Fraggle scene in Muppet Family Christmas on another episode of Moving Right Along. Yeah, so... I'll say. I'll say. <laughs>